Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit yeah, I'm here. Hey, Nina. Hello? Nah, uh-uh. Nah, not yet. Uh-uh. He just, he, te- he was trying to call me right after you called. Yeah, because, oh, let me, uh, let me send him, send him a text. Shit, I didn't know it was not a damn thing. Yeah, you got to set an alarm. I always set an alarm. I got an alarm set up at 8.53, so I don't miss nothing. Mm-hmm. Tennis show, I got podcasts at 6 o'clock p.m. I set all my alarms, so I don't miss nothing. So when I, when my people come yeah. in, it's like boom, boom, boom. So I don't... Yeah, when I set up, time flew fast, man. Yeah, time you got to put them alarms on. I'm like, I'm sitting there, I'm uh-huh. like, 8.53, I'm like, where you at? What's going on? I'm like... I'm like, I'm waiting, waiting. I, I raised my hand like eight times. Like, what's going on? So I'm like, Let me call her. Real quick. No, time was flying, man. Okay, go Kenneth. Here go Kenneth. Here go Kenneth. All right. Let me know what's going on. Okay, there go Kenneth. You want Kenneth? Yeah, I've been on. I've been waiting for all these dollars. Okay. Okay, cool. All right, let me, uh, let, me, let me start the show. I'll bring you in. And uh, we'll start the show at three, two, one. Welcome inside the arena. Freedom Talk Radio, your voice, your volume, right here on four-time national award-winning poet radio, celebrating 10 years of excellence. My name is A.A. Ron Janowski, a.k.a. A. Spark, a.k.a. The Big Easy, a.k.a. The Big Sexy. And right now, ladies and gentlemen, I want to bring into the show the special guest host of tonight's show, a man who made the Kessel Run at 12.5 Park Sex, a man who would help an old lady across the street and an old man from his knees to his feet. Please welcome to the show my good friend, Mr. Kenneth Jellybean Jennings. What's going on, man? <laughs> oh, man, I'm doing great. That's one heck of a introduction right there. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, man, it's a pleasure. Pleasure, pleasure having you on. And um, before we go any further, I do want to extend our condolences uh, to Tom Cat, who is uh, the uh, a normal co-host and fa- co-founder of the arena. Back in 2013, um, his father passed away a few days ago, and he is unable to uh, do the radio show tonight. So we want to um, we want to thank you, Kenneth, for coming on, being a regular on the show, and also being a, a co-host from time to time. We do appreciate it and uh, your your participation. But our, our, our condolences go out to Tom Cat. Yeah, my my pleasure, my brother. I thank y'all for having me and everything. Um, I hate that it's on such a sad occasion, but I know it'll be more happy days to come. And we send, I send my condolences to Tom Cat and his family and everything, and as God gives, send strength over their way. Absolutely. And if you want to be a part of the show, you can be a part of the show. Jump on. It's very easy. Uh, you can make that call that number. It is 605-562-0444. That's 605-562-0444, extension 93155-POUND. 93155-POUND. If you just want to listen to the show, you're more than welcome to do that. You can find us here every Wednesday night from 9 to 10 9 to ten p.m. on Port Radio. Also, normally on Facebook Live. 
And eventually we'll be back on SportsTownChicago.com once the studios open up because of COVID. Uh, we will be back in the studios as well out in Lombard, Illinois. Um, so with all that said and done, oh, if you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me at Swim for Life 1127 That's the word swim, the number four, the word life, 1127. Um, Kenneth, I'm not sure if you got a, a Twitter handle. You got one you want to share with everyone? But actually, uh, oh, I do have a Twitter handle, but I actually don't know what it is. So we're going to have to go past that on tonight's show. But next time we get on, on the phone we get on the show, we'll we make sure we put that out there. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and throw Tomcats out there. So if anyone wants to send him some condolences, you can find Tomcat at Tomcat68. That's Tomcat68 on Twitter if you want to send him some condolences or reach out to him. And, again, I'm sure he'll be here next week. Sitting in the big seat, by the way, Tomcat and I do rotate lead hosts. So next week, Wednesday, I'm sure he'll jump in the lead seat as that will be Inauguration Day. So we'll have a lot to talk about as well. So if you're new to the, to the show, we do talk a lot of sports. Uh, that is our base, but we also talk social issues. So we're going to get into a lot of things tonight. We're going to talk about the Chicago Bears, and we're going to talk about where this franchise is headed, what type of season they had, a disappointing one or one we expected. Are we surprised about the reaction of the team, stating that they were going to retain Nagy and Pace, the GM and the coach, into next year? We're going to get into a lot of that. We're also going to talk about the events that happened a week ago, this being our first year back for the new year. I did want to go back and retrace the events that happened on January 6th, the uh, insurgents that happened on the Capitol, and what that meant, what we, what we thought when we were watching it unfold. We'll go over that. And also the culmination of the impeachment of Donald Trump today, the House did vote to, to impeach. What does that mean for his legacy? And how did we get to this point? We're going to break all of that down, and also, if we get a chance, we're going to touch on the Chicago White Sox and the blockbuster trade today that involved the Brooklyn Nets that may have some Brooklyn regrets as far as I'm concerned. We'll get on to all of that. And, if, and Anita, if you got your phone, if it's not on mute, please mute it so we can hear some background noise, Nina. Nina, Purple Rain is our producer for the day. So, I actually was on mute. You you heard me? Sorry. Well, if you on mute, we can't hear you then. Your mute ain't working. You got to mute your mute. <laughs> you say you were the kitchen. That's because I had just cooking. unmuted myself. Wait. <laughs> no, we heard, don't some, we heard don't. somebody cooking. We heard somebody cooking yeah. something. Right. So somebody you, was like, don't let me have to be the... Don't let me have to add some female flavor to y'all show tonight. <laughs> You're more than welcome to. But I'm just saying, if you got problems exactly. with your mute, you need to mute your mute. You know what I'm saying? Um, okay. Mute my mute. I love it. <laughs> uh, Kenneth, uh, I want to I talk local first because we are primarily a local show. So I do want to talk local. What are your thoughts <laughs> on the Chicago Bears announcement today that they are going to be retaining Nagy and Pace after another disappointing season. At least I, I, it was a disappointing season to me. Um, the team started out 5-1, went into a six-game slide, finished the season on a three-game, well, excuse me, went on a three-game winning streak and then lost two in a row, including the playoffs. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. just another bad taste in my mouth. But I want to get your thoughts, Kenneth. You have experience Kenneth, by the way, if, if people are unaware, is an ex-football coach. 
Um, and he was an ex football well, no, no, player. Still, still football coach. As, okay, um, still football coach. Thank I, you for correcting me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> still active. Um, my thoughts on that. Earlier, when I first heard it today, I was angry. I was pissed. Like, what the hell is going on? What, what I mean, y'all, y'all ain't got it, but then I had to think about it. Who am I talking about here? I'm talking about the Bears. Should I really, should I really been expecting something in what they gave me? <laughs> this is what they do. This is their M.O. Since we won the Super Bowl yeah. back in 85, every time we, we get a chance to, to do what needs to be done, do what's right, we find a way to do what's wrong. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, it, it, it didn't surprise me. I mean, well, I'm going to say I was angry, but it didn't surprise me. And then once I got out of the angry part, I was like, okay. If they did something else, I would have been shocked. I didn't get that shock value today. I got what I used to get. Nothing. <laughs> and there's so many yeah, other different ways they could have went. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more. It was, it was just, you know, you always hope. It's like, it's like going into the season because before the season started, I was – Pretty feeling pretty good about the team just because of the defense and for nothing else. And mm-hmm. the year before, they had the number one defense in the league. And I thought, okay, this is the last shot for Mitch. So Mitch is going to try to step up. Mitch Trubisky I'm referring to, the quarterback, is going to oh, try yeah. to step up and play and perform this year. So I thought, okay, you know, they have a shot to do something. If they can get through these first few games and get on a roll, you never know what will happen. But, but kids, right. I mean – they only they've only beaten one team above 500 this season. That three game winning streak after the six game losing streak was a mirage. It was against some of the worst competition. I, beat, I think they beat Detroit. They beat the worst team in the league that was one and 14 at the time. Jacksonville. Now, Jacksonville. They have the number one pick in the NFL draft coming up here in a few months, and it was really a mirage. But what was more striking to me was the reaction of the national media, who, as we know, Mitch Trubisky was benched. Nick Foles came in. He got hurt, and he never came back. They kept, even when he was healthy, they kept Mitch as the quarterback. But the problem is that the national media put Mitch on this pedestal as if he was playing against competition Mm -hmm. that could challenge him. It wasn't anybody. He wasn't playing against no defenses. He was playing against some of the worst teams in the league, and he has, he put up some average numbers at best. It wasn't like he was dropping 400 yards a game and, and six touchdowns. He was doing 240, 240 yards. Right. It wasn't even like he was exploding in offense. But the team looked better, and then they started lifting him up. Oh, they should have never benched Mr. Trubisky. Oh, they should have never mm-hmm. benched He's so much better. And Man, we all knew better, man. And then they played the Packers at the end of the season. The complete the season got mopped. They got clobbered. <laughs> Molly Wap made the playoffs. Right, right. Molly Wap. And then they they backed it to the playoffs at eight and eight, and and just I mean, they just looked awful against the Saints, a team that they actually were competitive against and lost to, but much more competitive yeah. against early in the season. It's almost like Nagy didn't but, but, learn anything, man. But the same person that calls you early in the season calls you later in the season. Mims. Mm. Why oh, yeah, remember yeah, the first yeah. game? Yeah. You the one that got kicked out the game we was driving and when we yep. went up and stole on the Saints player. 
Yep, that's right. That's exactly right. They were receivers. And now this time, you get the most perfect pass on you that Mr. Bisky probably ever thrown in his forever life. And he's been playing quarterback. And you, you know, drop you know it. I, you know what I think about uh, Jelly Bean is you could put almost any receiver in the league in that position, and they're going to make that play, dude. They're going to make that yeah. catch. Almost any starting receiver in the league, and they're going to make that catch. That's how easy of catch – he missed, ladies and gentlemen. It was he was wide open. I mean, wide open. It's almost like Mitch ran down the field and lolly, lollygagged that that ball right over his shoulder. It was right there, and maybe he got too excited. I don't know. Maybe maybe he was like, "Oh, hey, late, ladies and gentlemen, I'm in a wheelchair." I could have maneuvered my chair well enough to let that ball fall in my left and still catch. I'm telling you, you could have. And and he that's how good a pass it was. And he just let it go straight through his hands. He going to run back to the to the sun toward the huddle like, oh my bad. No, not my bad. <laughs> he, he wouldn't have been able to get in the huddle if that was me, man. Right. He'd have been trying to fit in the huddle. He'd be, let me in. Nah, brother. Let me in. Nah, brother. You got to go around like, the yeah, side. You, nah, nah, you got, yeah, go take a couple of plays off. Go take a couple of plays off. <laughs> yeah, it was go just... Go get some for your hands or something. Put on your jersey, too. <laughs> right. Something. <laughs> go get you some, some tar or something, man. Yeah, it was, it was pretty... It was an embarrassing moment. Uh, it wasn't the only reason they lost that game. But it was just, that wasn't the only reason. But after that, you can see the deflation. Because when you play against a team like Green mm-hmm. Bay, when you have those opportunities, you got to cash in on those. If you yeah. don't believe me, every chance they get, they go cash in, and that and that's what Absolutely. happened. If that play would have went different, that could have been a whole totally different game. But that, it, 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 takes, it, it might not have the whole momentum, how they feel, their confidence, everything would have changed. But we never know. Absolutely, it could have opened up the running game even more too, because now they got to they got to think mm-hmm. about the deep ball threat. So it could have opened up the running game for Montgomery and Patterson even more. But we'll never know. And let's be honest, this is how losing organizations stay losing, right? This is how winning organizations. Yep. Those kind of things don't happen to winning organizations, or if they do, they find ways to overcome them. And this this organization since 1985 has continued down a trend of just sort of half-stepping it, as we said before, putting Band-Aids in places where they need to be putting casts or putting casts in places where they need to be replacing the limb. They just don't do enough of what they should be doing. And it's not even that they don't spend money. Sometimes it's that they just don't spend money in the right places. Or wisely. Wisely, Yes. They don't spend it wisely. And part of that is you, you have a president of football operations who is not a football man in Ted Phillips. He's right. been there since shortly after Super Bowl, the Super Bowl era. So he's, he's had more than enough time to try to get this thing on track. And we just keep going round and round and round every three to four years, flush out a new GM, bring in a new coach. Oh, we laugh about the previous coach and how awful he was. Nagy was supposed to be 
a, an offensive genius. He was supposed to be a creator. He was supposed to be an innovator. He was supposed to be somebody that could take a, a young quarterback and rise him to another level and make this thing work and outsmart defenses. He has shown none of that. None of that. Well, let me tell you, I, and, and I know people keep saying and now he'll call it plays, but I still question when he was with under Andy Reid, was that Andy Reid calling the plays or was that him calling the plays? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because the way he called plays, I just cannot believe or fathom that he was actually calling plays back there. Because ain't yeah. no when, way you call the plays right now, it's no, it's no rhyme or reason behind it. He's not setting nothing up. He don't have no motion to help the quarterback to be able to decipher whether it's going to be a man-to-man or a zone or anything. He don't do nothing. It's all vanilla. So I really question, was it him really calling the plays back then? If and he was calling the plays back then, there's no way that you could be calling the plays this bad right now. Yeah. Yeah, and then you can see it just throughout the game, the course of the game. He gets trapped in, in passing. He'll, he'll just start yeah. going at a passing frenzy. And it's like, brother, what like are you he just doing, like man? just you... forgot about forgot about the run right. all together. Like, okay, just it, it, it's some something that kind of pissed me off too all season. We probably had after our starting running back, we probably had the weakest position in running back in the league. Right. Once the right. record went down, we had nothing behind behind our starting mm-hmm. running back. Yeah, just... Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, man. I know. And, you know, something else he doesn't do, I just realized that he doesn't use a tight end well enough for me. He doesn't use a no. tight end enough for me, and, man. And none of that started happening until the other guys start uh, calling the plays. You start seeing them do more motion. They start running the ball more. The tight ends start getting back into the game. That's, it, it, I'm hoping it, seeing he's still going to be here, make sure he's still calling plays next year. Right. And then it was the world is that that a big difference. The only change we're going to see next year is the defensive coordinator is retiring. Andrew is retiring. Right. And I kind of feel like they try to use him as a scapegoat. Right. That's what it feels like, right? I get the same vibe. Like, okay, we're Dang. changing something significant. No, not really. Not really. Not really. And and I have to tell you, I have to tell you, man, it really feels like Mac is declining, you know? Khalil Mac is oh, declining. Didn't this year I was like oh, every game, like, okay, where Mac at? Yeah. Where Mac, and, and, and I'm sorry. I've watched a lot of games, and I'm a, D, I'm a D coach. I'm a defensive line coach, so I've watched that a lot of what's going on. And mm-hmm. he wasn't getting double teamed every play this year. It was a really? lot of times he had one on one and still was not able to get there, not even close. Yeah, it's not been pretty. I was really like, oh, what's going on? It's, it's not been pretty in a lot of different ways. And it's kind of scary when you think about the position that the Bears are in. And I brought this up on your show, but I heard a stat where the Bears are to, have been ranked based on a certain algorithm that, that uh, marks out winning uh, points on – on each particular team, and they have the 30th, they're the 30th best position in all the NFL to win a Super Bowl right now. So that means that they have all wow. this work left, all this wow. work that they've got to do to get better. I mean, it's, you know, in Kenneth, we've talked about That's this. That's crazy. 
at at nauseum. This team, this city, would erupt. They would embrace a winning team in this city. But this organization continues to clip itself at a empire level and just it just degrade itself. It just it's almost like a slap in the face to these fans who want so badly for this team to be great, so badly for this team to be good. And they just keep giving us this garbage on the field. And it's like, mm-hmm. man, at what point do we just walk away and say, all right, we've had enough. You don't want to, you don't want to win. We don't want to take it anymore. We are just done. Right. At some point. I ain't come watch y'all. It, it did be too damn cold to be sitting out there watching somebody <laughs> lose. I remember the last time I went to a game. This was a long time ago. This, this is how long ago. Remember the Kansas City kicker uh, that set all of the, the, the records? Yeah, um, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, so I went to a game. Oh, man, what's his name? I, I went ahead, to a game, and it was like, it was cold. And you know how that they had that sleet rain, where it's the rain and right, snow mixed right. up? And it's coming down during the whole game. Me and my brother combined probably had um, 18 hot chocolates trying to stay warm while we out there watching the game. And the kicker from Kansas City, I think he set a record with either seven, I think seven field goals that he kicked that day to beat them by 10 points. And, And when that day happened and they lost that game like that, I was like, I would never ever go to another game <laughs> if it ain't the first four. If it ain't the first four games, I ain't going. <laughs> I, by that I, time, it's going to get cold outside. And, and I'm not finished. Only t- only team I'm sitting in the cold for is the team I'm coaching. If I ain't coaching them, I ain't going out there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got to tell you, man, to me, all of that, all of that bears in the cold stuff is overrated, bro. I'd rather have a, uh, and I know fans will want to get, want to slap me for this, but I'd rather have a dome inside, <laughs> seventy degrees. I'm comfortable, and that's anywhere I go. Though I don't care. I don't care about, you know, I don't care about snow coming in there. Oh, it's not bare football if it's not zero degrees and you're a wet. Exactly. Be no macho dude. I want to sit up in a stadium and kick back and enjoy myself, not worry about having me a my, having me a having me a mai tai. <laughs> right, having me a mai tai, give me an umbrella on my drink kind of thing. Man, I'm not trying to sit up here and worry about my toes are freezing together. Come on, I want to concentrate on what's happening on the field, not worried about right. if I need some antifreeze just so I can get up get up out of my seat. Come on, you know about where the hot chocolate at. You you, right. you so worried about where the hot chocolate man that you gonna miss you miss what's going on on the field? Exactly, man. I ain't trying to be distracted like that, man. But the first Bears game I ever went to, ever went to, they were playing they were playing the Lions. It was uh, Barry Sanders was out there, and uh, it was freezing outside. It was freezing. My boy got tickets. My, one of my college swimmates got tickets, and he's like, "Come on, let's go to this game." I'm like, "All right, cool, man." We were at the top of the bowl, Kenneth. The wind was coming over. It was the worst heat you can imagine, but it was my first Bears game ever, so I didn't care. And plus, they were playing Detroit, and I want to see Barry Sanders play. Man, Barry Sanders had, right. about, thir- he had about 32 yards in the first half. In the second half, mm. he had about 260, man. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that dude snapped, man. 
I love you to Walter Payton. Walter Payton is my favorite sports figure of all time of any sport. But I'm going to tell you, Barry Sanders was cold-blooded, brother. He was cold. That whole defense shifted like a leaf in the wind, man. They were, like, mimicking his every action, the whole defense. If he oh, yeah. Left, oh, you had to, though. The whole defense shifted left. I was like, wow, what is going on here? He was incredible and just a humble brother too, man. Humble brother. Yes, he was. Um, yes, he was. Yes, he was. I I I didn't have a chance to sit down and talk with him many a times, and every time it was wow. just a pleasure being to talk to him. The, the, the year before he passed away, uh, me me and Daryl Singer was sitting in the stands, like right behind the Bears bench, and he mm-hmm. seen us sitting up there. And he jumped over the gate, jumped over the other gate. Jumped over the, jumped on the ledge to hop into the stairs and came up there and sat with us for about an hour and just was talking football, just talking shit. I would tell you, man, it's the first time I ever cried over a sports figure passing in my life. Was when he died. Yeah, it was, it was hard, bro. And then especially the way he went because he was still so young, you know. Right. And think about all the battles he done went out there on the football field, missed one game in in what I think his thirteen year career. And Incredible. to see some just take them out like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you listen to thought... – oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll let you finish. Oh, I was going to say, I, I thought Walter Payton was invincible. <laughs> <laughs> hey, me too, man. Me too. Like I said, he's my number one, man. If we're making a list, Walter Payton is number one. Um, you listen to four-time – you're listening to the Arena Freedom Talk Radio on four-time national award-winning poet radio, your voice, your volume, celebrating 10 years of excellence. Uh, we're here every Wednesday night from 9 to 10 p.m. Sitting in, I'm A.A.A. Ron Janowski, a.k.a. A. Spark, a.k.a. The Big Easy, a.k.a. The Big Sexy. Sitting alongside guest host tonight, Mr. Kenneth Jellybean Jennings. All right, all the particulars out of the way. Okay, let's let's move into... The blockbuster trade of the day. I know you hit this on your show. Um, the big blockbuster trade of the day that's shaking the NBA. And that is the um, the monster trade of Harden landing with the Brooklyn Nets. Now reunited with his former teammate um, Durant out of Oklahoma City for his first three seasons in the league when he was coming off the bench. Um, what are your thoughts on this blockbuster trade, Kenneth? Is Brooklyn now a contender or a pretender? Um, right now, right now, right now, I would say they more of a pretender than a contender to me. And I know a lot of people probably looking at what? What you talking about? You don't know what you're talking about. You ain't no basketball player. You're a football player. <laughs> yes, they may be. Y'all might want to say that. But I, I, I'm a sportsman. I'm not a football man. I'm not a basketball man, baseball man. I'm a sportsman. So if I'm talking about it, I'm talking about it because I feel like I know what I'm talking about. And when you take the team that we, um, Brooklyn had with Katie and Kyrie, and I think he's going to end up coming back and playing uh, even though I think he's an idiot, but that's beside the point. That ain't what the question is right now. Um, I, I do think that um, they had everything they had. Cause with, with, with just them two, they had a good starting lineup and probably had the best bench in the league. With the trade they just made to Houston, they gave up that whole bench that they had. That bench, bench is not there no more. So you're totally going to be relying on the three guys that's there. 
And you got two of the guys that very rarely likes to play the game without the ball in their hand. Um, I think Kevin Durant likes having the ball. <laughs> 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 Kevin Durant can play without the ball in his hand. <laughs> no, nah, they don't know what that means. They don't want to know what it means. <laughs> That's a foreign language to them. We could be talking Russian, Czech, or whatever, Slovakian, whatever they want to be. That's what it's going to sound like. They're like, what? You want me to do who? So it, it's going to take a major, a major sacrifice from each one of them to step their game back a little bit. Ain't no more I'm shooting the ball 25 times a game. Mm-hmm. Ain't no more I, I'm going to just dribble the, ball, dribble the clock out and then I'm going to make a decision whether I'm going to go to the basket, take a three, or I might pass it to you then. Those things got to be gone. So they got a lot of soul searching, a lot of work to do. And I think early on it's going to hurt them, but I don't think their championship quality changed because I don't think they have the bench to be able to do what it's going to take to be able to get all the way there. You know, I'm, I'm I, wondering I know if – Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm wondering if Nash is going to change the offense. Like, is he going to go into what his old coach used to do in Phoenix and just try to outscore every team? I mean, I don't know what else they got, what else can they do because neither one of them guys. Yeah, because they trade away a lot of defense, defense too. Hey, Jared Allen is gone. Levert is gone. I, I, I don't look. Levert was giving you eighteen points a game. You got Harden who's coming right. in was trying to get thirty a game. Durant trying to get thirty. Kyrie trying to get twenty five. Think about that. That's what 60, 60, 85 right there. Yeah. <laughs> if they on the bench, if you on the if you on the if you on the Brooklyn bench right now, you're thinking, man, I ain't never gonna shoot the ball. <laughs> My career is right. over. I'm right. Right. Go to the G League. It's over. It's a wrap. I'm never gonna shoot again. Yeah, everybody else gonna be getting garbage time points. <laughs> right. It's it like, be, and then it's it that, better that be. It better change. be some hell of an offensive rebound to going on. That's what they go out to do. <laughs> Exactly. They're like, all right, Kyrie's off tonight. Let me get these rebounds. See if I get a couple putbacks. Right. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's gonna be crazy, dude. Unless they, unless they went to Kyrie and Durant and discussed this matter beforehand, and unless, and, and, and this is a big if, unless Kyrie, Durant, and Irving sit down with even with the rest of the team or even just amongst themselves. It just got on the same page with Nash and how they're gonna they're gonna do this, man. I just and that, and that, that's what they need to do. They really do. They need to sit down with each other and like let 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 let's hash this out before we get out there on the court. Let's talk about this. Let's hash this out. Let's go see how this is gonna be. And, and what tell you what I think they really should do? Remember the old Detroit Pistons thing. Remember whoever got hot. That's who they think. Right. You talking about the one with Hamilton? When Hamilton was on it, Richard Hamilton. No, 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 no. I'm talking about when uh, Isaiah Thomas, Joe Dumas, and Vinnie Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Whoever got hot that night, they will feed. Joe Dumas got hot. They go feed you till you get cold. Vinnie Johnson got hot. We go feed you till you get cold. Isaiah, they and that's what they need to do. You know, and then then if a couple of people get hot, that's even that much more better. But don't think every night you can get 25 shots no more. Right. Well, you know, you know who sacrificed his game on that team, right? On that particular team, Mark Aguirre sacrificed his game on that team more than anybody. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, Mark Aguirre could he average did. thirty points a game. 
easily. Right. So he, he gave it up for Adrian Danley, and he gave it up for uh, the man in the middle, uh, Edwards, I think. I forget his name. Um, James yeah, Edwards. He sacrificed. Yeah, James Edwards. He gave, he gave all of that up to win on that team. And that's what's I mean, going to happen. When you, got, when you got that many players on the floor, somebody got to be willing to sacrifice their game. If you're not willing to do so, it's going to make for a long season. If all of them continue to demand the ball the way they have in the past, that they got to get so many shots, and then, you know, of course, athletics in there somewhere, too, um, it's going to hurt them big time. And somebody got to play defense on their team, too. When you think about it, somebody got to play defense. I know they got well, I, I, Kevin Durant does play more defense. He learned a lot of that when he was over there at Golden State. But them other two guys, Oh man, and you gave away one of your best shot blockers is Jared Allen. And you, I hope you ain't finna count on uh, the other center giving you that many blocks in the middle. You getting old now, so I don't see that happening. So where your where your defense gonna come from? Like you said, maybe yeah. they just think they go out for everybody. It's the only thing that I can think of that maybe they have a shot at. But I, I think people are naive if they think that this team is just gonna walk in on the court and become. You know, this better great. than M- Milwaukee. Right, right. like better they all just so all of a sudden wake up and become great. Dawn no, ain't that easy, especially when you put that many egos on the same court. Especially in Harden, is, you know, Harden like the heel. Hey, it's only 24 seconds in the shot clock. Harden will take up 22 just standing around dribbling. So, you know, yes. I, don't, I don't understand. You, you can't ask Kevin Durant and, and Kyrie Irving to stand around <laughs> at the three-point line why you sitting up there dribbling the air out the ball? Unless they bring one of them off the bench, and that's asking a whole lot. I, I, I know. Like, remember what we just said, <laughs> egos. Ain't none of them got ego going to let them sit on no bench. <laughs> I don't get it, man. I don't. I don't understand. I'm All three fire. of them making $30 million a piece or more. Man, at least $30 million. Yeah, that's all star. That's all star level. All star level. Right Ty- there. Tyree making thirty three right now. Tyree's making thirty three. Yeah, I think the rat making like thirty six. And then you bring the hard note that's making about thirty two or something like that. When I hear, when I hear those numbers, and then I think about the fact that Porter's making twenty seven million, and he's got back spasms. Oh my goodness! That that irritates me, man. That that really yes. gnaws at me. Because when they made they that trade, I told everybody they were overpaying for this cat, and they're like, "Oh, they're bringing him in because it's going to lure other other uh, uh, free agents." Well, let me ask you a question: Did that center that they brought in, uh, the tall white guy, did he? Did, I forget his name now. Saluting me, a few years ago, did he lure anybody else into this team? No. You you paying twenty seven million? That's an all star level player. Porter is at yes. fourteen points a game. No, that that's a that's a super that's a superstar player. That's a superstar yeah. player. He's on twenty seven million. He on the low end of the superstar scale. He's like he's averaging fourteen sixteen points a game. If you're lucky, he ain't worth that money. Right. Now look, if you Porter, I don't begrudge you one bit. If the market bears twenty seven million, get your money, man. I'm not saying anything against Porter. But I am saying to John Paxson, who made that deal, who constructed that deal, you got to be better than that, man. Mm-hmm. Because the only thing it does is, is hog tie you, it, it tie your hands up in the future when you're trying to make plans, you're trying to set this team up for success. 
It, that's, that's all it does. And it, that's exactly what? what it's doing, too. So, and anyway. the problem is, think, think about this with the Bulls. We always overpay second-tier free agents. Yeah, we don't yeah, never pay. We, we we don't never get that number one free agent. But we always pay for a second deal because we can't get number one. I was thinking of Gasol. That's who I was thinking of. Um, not Mark Gasol, but his. Brother. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Paul. That's what I was thinking. Paul Gasol. Yeah, I mean he played well for the yeah, Bulls. Don't get me wrong. But remember, but he was still paying passes five though at that them. point. Right. I mean, come on. You know, he he wasn't drawing anybody else in here. Even though he played well no. for the Bulls, I you know, still. <clears throat> but anyway, um, ladies and hey, gentlemen, no you're listening to the Arena Freedom Talk Radio, your voice, your volume, right here on four-time national award-winning port radio. Celebrating 10 years of excellence, my name is A.A. Ron Janowski, a.k.a. The Big Easy, a.k.a. Spark, a.k.a. The Big Sexy. Sitting alongside Mr. Jelly Bean Jennings. Kenneth Jelly Bean Jennings. I just totally destroyed your day. <laughs> but uh, as guest host tonight, see So I'll give you a pass on that one. I appreciate that, sir. If you want to be a part of the show, you can find us here every Wednesday from 8 to 9 p.m. That phone number is... 605-562-0444. Once again, that number is 605-562-0444. Um, all right, Tom, I almost called you Tomcat. Uh, Jelly Bean, um, we got yeah, – That's uh, much respect. Bit... I like that. That means I'm feeling in well. You are, do. You are feeling in well, as usual. Um, now, this being our first show, official show of the new year, 2021, um, the events that happened a week ago, we haven't had a chance to discuss on the air. As you know, um, one of the most crippling, embarrassing, disturbing events in our nation's history happened a week ago today. Um, Trump and his MAGA supporters gathered in our capital, and then they had a rally there, thousands and thousands of them, and then they marched about a mile and a half to the Capitol and stormed the Capitol as the election was being ratified by our Congress. And then the insurgents then broke into the Capitol, threatening the lives of our congressmen and women. It was a despicable scene. It was an awful scene. The Confederate flag for the first time ever inside our nation's Capitol. That's never happened before, not even during the Civil War. Uh, it was very disturbing. Five people are dead as a result of this insurgence, of the riots. Um, of these, the sad part about all of this is that they were, then they they were angry over lies, over propaganda, over being brainwashed mm-hmm. by a president who could not accept losing. And the sad part is they they this they, they did. He used them to do what he wanted them to do. He used them mm-hmm. like a cult leader uses his followers to go do his bidding. And like suckers, they all followed along and did what Trump wanted them to do. And exactly. that's the whole sad part about it. Trump said, I'll march with you. He never marched with them. He stood in a bunker laughing, watching everything unfold on TV. He never once marched with them, although he said it at the march, I'm coming with you. No, you're not. You lions, another lie. And this is, as you know, Kenneth, that's what he does. This is a culmination of four years of propaganda. It started before um, he even got, became an elected official when he was talking about birtherism with 
Obama. It bled over into his campaign when he started talking about fake news because he knew that the media was going to tell truths about him. So anytime that he wanted to dispute anything that was fact, he just called the fake news, blow it off, and his followers bought into it like suckers. And this is what happens when you get brainwashed over and over and over again. And he kept telling the same lines, even though 62 courts threw out his cases because of lack of evidence. He has no proof, no, no uh, bias for his claims. And this has been the, the awful culmination of, of that. And uh, before we get to what happened, the, the events of today, Kenneth, I'd like to get your thoughts as you, how did you find out about what was happening last week? Did someone notify you? Were you just watching on TV? Did you get a, a notification on your phone? And, and what were your initial thoughts when you first saw the rioters uh, storming the Capitol and tearing and vandalizing it as such? What were your initial thoughts? Well, my first thought was I was actually sitting at home um, doing a little work over the, over the phone. I actually think I was in a Zoom meeting, so I couldn't verbally uh, state what I was seeing and, and couldn't believe couldn't, couldn't believe it. Um, my first, my first initial thought was, and what, what if they was black? That was my first thought. If that was black folks, we could have never got away with what they did. It, instead of it being the attack on the Capitol, it would have been the uh, the massacre on the Capitol, because that's what it would have been. It would have been a massacre. They would have shot us first and asked questions later. We would have never yes, made it as far as they did. As they were trying to, to scale the walls to get up in there, they would have been shooting us off the wall. And then what they would have been was, like look at these. And they would have been like, look at these monkeys climbing up the wall. Mm-hmm. That's what they would have yes, been sir. saying. But, but being, being white folks that doing it, you know, but, when they first was talking about it, it was calling all of domestic terrorists. But after a few days, they started calling from being, being domestic terrorists to insertion or something like that. Writers, yeah. And, yep. and I'm like, hold on. That, I don't care how you fix it, how you flip it up, how you rub it down. <laughs> oh, no. It's still. <laughs> you would be the Kenneth Whitby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't throw the flame on that one. Um, yeah, it's still domestic terrorism. I don't care how you do it. That's what it is. Call it that. And arrest right. them on that. I don't care who they was. I don't care if they was politicians, businessmen, owners of companies. That was domestic terrorism. Call it for what it was. Exactly. Yeah. And you're, you're right. I have no happiness about that. Yeah, I had no happiness about that. I think it was it was wrong. It was crazy. That's the worst display I've ever seen in my life in my lifetime of so abuse of power, privilege that I've ever seen before. Yeah, and it was. So I, it I was, was sad. I, I I was hurt. Um. And I just, the first thing that came to my mind was, what if that was black folks? It would not be going down like that. You know, so so the peaceful protests that we had, we had, um, with the people, we had had people getting hurt and killed off peaceful protests. This was, they were armed and stormed the Capitol. 
Right. And y'all still let it happen. Yeah, you so know that, 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 that that's my thought on that. And here's the thing too, Kevin. I mean, I, I was thinking the same thing because as you know, uh Black Ice, the uh, owner and founder of Poet Radio, um, he and I have been organizing a, a few marches this past summer, peace marches yeah. against violence. And I, all I can think about is even if we had done a peace march, a non-violence march on the Capitol, the minute we stepped foot on those stairs while Congress was in session, man, they would have laid, they'd have been laying us out. They'd have been stepping over bodies to get to the next one after they shot us. It had been rows of dead black people, man, or at least shot black people. Right. They ain't wasting no time with us, man. This what, well, you saw well. was, what you saw was a an example of white privilege at its best. Yeah, at its finest. And and they gave them every opportunity, every opportunity to uh, storm that that capital. And here's the thing. Oh man, I want to. I want to give him credit. Uh, the the black community leader that lost so much weight, uh, older now. What's his, what's that gentleman's name? It's on the tip of my tongue. And he he lost a ton. Al of Al Sharpton. Yes, yes, Al Sharpton. Thank you. Al Sharpton said it. He's like, I have organized thousands of marches, hundreds in Washington D.C. alone. When you when you do a march, you've got to file paperwork. You've got to give estimates. They knew how many people were coming. You've got to give route planning of where these people are planning on marching. They knew, and they were not prepared. He said, he was, he was like, trust me, they knew how many people were coming into this city, and they were not prepared. They were underestimated. So, so a lot of this, they got to figure out how come that was not taken care of because because let some black people plan to come there, and they're going to have the whole National Guard out there. They're going to have everybody out there ready and suited up in riot gear. I mean, that's what yep. we saw during the summertime. They were out there in full riot gear for black folk protests. And these, po- these people are protesting a lie. They're protesting. They lost an election. Black people protesting. What's this tool from to see when stop thinking there? You know, I mean, it's it's it is it's amazing to me, uh, the the just the audacity and the arrogance of white privilege that we saw on display, and then to hear that Donald Trump refused to call out and release the National Guard in the midst of all of this, that there was an hour and a half delay while Capitol Police were being beat up and confronted by these radical uh, insurgents on our Capitol and threatening the lives and well-being of Congress, our Congress. Now, not to mention that a lot of these Congress, congressmen and women had their children there, their wives with them, their mothers with yeah. them that were in that building. I mean, this is just an explosive situation that luckily did not get to the point where more people were killed. And yep. you saw you saw these insurgents, Kenneth, they were in. They were in camouflage gear they had one of them they showed had like looked like he had 15 to 20 zip ties on him he was ready to tie people yeah. up and keep hostages and i mean i'm like what is going on here something there's still more that we don't know about but this was this had to be some type of inside job kind of yeah because uh, what i heard that the target of their uh story capital was to kidnap mike pence really 
Yeah. And that might have like, wow. days because because Trump was mad at him for not trying to even though he didn't have the authority, Trump was right. to decertify the election. But he didn't have the authority to do that. So yep. you know, I just find that interesting. So now we move forward to today's events, which is also historic. A week later, uh, by the behest of the Democrats in the House, the leadership, and some Republicans as well, um, I think that it's important to recognize that this is, the for the first time in our history, a president has been impeached in the House twice. So it's the first time it's ever happened twice. But he, Donald Trump has been impeached for inciting that riot, and he did incite that riot. He planned it. He organized it. He, he, he urged them to march on, that, on the Capitol, and he urged them to, to, um, to come to that rally that particular day. He didn't have that rally. He had that rally on that day at that time so he could disrupt what was going on, the certification of the election in, the, in Congress. That was the whole intent. Otherwise, do it at a different time, different day. But no. He wanted to describe right. what was going exactly. on that particular day at that particular time. So now he's he's impeached. Do you think the process that you've seen laid out before you, Kenneth, as you know it, is it good enough? Is this is this at this point where we should be? Does he need to be impeached? Is this something that needs to be done? And what does it say about the legacy of Donald Trump to be the only president in our history? to be impeached twice in, his, in, in, in their term. And, and that's just it right there. That's why it's so important to not only for the House to do it, but the Senate to follow behind them and also do it. To impeach him all together where he get moved on his seat, he's never considered a president anymore because he never was a president. He never was a president of people. He's a president for himself or what he can gain, or what he can do, how it can make him rich, and how it can benefit him. He was never the president for the people. So because of that, he he did one of the worst things that anybody can do, and that's attack the Capitol or the White House. And he the one that put this on and made it happen. Not only should he get impeached, but he should be in jail because those five people that died because of this, it didn't have, have to happen. If he wouldn't have said what he said and cited a riot, it wouldn't have happened. So because he's the person that incited the riot, he should also be one of the people that go to jail. Because y'all go trying to find a person that did it, that, that, that all the people that was a part of killing an officer, well, you know who the first person is. He's the one that incited <laughs> the riot. So he should be one of the first people y'all erect, uh, lock up. So don't leave him. Not only should he be in peace, but he should be locked up too. That was credible, and that was a credible act that he did that day. And he know it. We know it. Did on top of it for you not to send help. Yeah. For you not to let yeah. let our government. You you sent them on peaceful protesters, but you not go send it on protesters that's tearing down the Capitol. Yeah. There's even more reasons for him to get locked up. Mm. If it wasn't for the brave act of one lone uh, capital cop 
it could have really went wrong because he took their attention from where they was about to go, which was where all the congressmen and women was at, and had them to go another direction because he threatened them like he was going to swing on them. And they started coming at him instead of going there where he was going, where he was planning on going. If they'd have went that way, they probably would have seen eighty percent of our congressmen and women in that room. And who knows what would have happened at that point? It's and crazy. It's all man, because, because of one man. You got the president black that man. did it. <laughs> one, one black American, right? And exactly. <clears throat> I want to keep it straight because. We don't get enough credit as it is, you know what I'm saying? Let's let's give credit where credit is due. That black man sacrificed so much and risked his life and a mob and kept them at arm's length just out of reach so they would take the bait and follow him. And he tried to keep their attention. And then he led them to a bunch of other police officers. So not only did he lead them away from from the uh the un, unarmed Congress folks, he led them towards armed police officers who were still right. outnumbered, but at least there was they had they were armed. You know there was they they were still armed. So uh, it, he was not alone at that point in time, and that saved his life, I'm sure, or at least saved him from getting beaten. Because clearly, you saw the other video of uh, the one particular officer that was beaten. I think he's still alive, but he was beaten pretty badly. They have video as, at a, at an entrance way where they were beating him with the flag, and they were beating him with. Uh, uh, punch, they were punching them and they were they were kicking them and stuff like that, but because he got he fell down, but uh, which was just awful. Um, but it's just uh, yeah, that that's that's crazy. It's, that, that's just that's crazy. <clears throat> it's just been beyond disturbing, obviously, and uh, to see that our capital one is so vulnerable, you know, it, it's almost like they're showing. You know, they they got to correct it. I'm sure they'll correct it now. And I know that they've got all these uh, – they're, they're bringing in 20,000 troops for the inauguration next week. Yeah. Uh, there's still threats of violence for Sunday around our 50 states, state capitals. It, it's just crazy, man. Even though um, – what are your thoughts on Trump's statement today? Did you hear his, his statement, Kenneth? Uh-uh. What did he say today? So he came out today and he said – um, if you're a supporter of MAGA, you don't support violence. You don't support. I, I don't. I condemn the actions of last Wednesday. I condemn the, this. Day. He said all the right things, except for a couple things. He said all the right things today, but this is why he knew he was being impeached. This is why he right. knows it's going up to the Senate. He's trying to gain support in the Senate. He should have said this last week because post post riot, he's still telling them he's coming on doing a speech, a video, telling the people how much he loves them and that they're patriots. So yes, that was his exactly. reaction to what they did. I, I don't understand. You know what I'm saying? So he didn't do anything noble then. So this this fake nobility now just rings untrue. It just rings false. It, it has no meaning to me. And no bearing. No bearing at all. Right. It, it will give some Republicans something to stand on and maybe a reason not to vote for the impeachment when he comes up. But even if he's not impeached, they still may in, in, indict him for inciting a riot. That's still under investigation. Exactly. Two. Number three, he's got all this other stuff. His, his, uh, he's losing. New York City has decided they will not use his companies for anything anymore. 
So I don't. That yep. was announced today. I don't know if you caught that. That was announced today. He lost his little tournament in 2022 at his at his yep. uh, golf club. That's gone. So he started to lose this money, and that's when you heard him the most. Is 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 exactly. in his pocketbook. And it's not just him. It's it's his uh his family members as well. And I don't know if you caught that little yeah, tidbit about him, right? About um Kushner, uh, uh, they were trying to get him on some friends' social media. His uh, his people, but Kushner nixed that. So Kushner went behind him and pulled him off of these little infringed uh, social media, so he didn't start getting his little messages out there again. I mean, it's just it's crazy. They gotta watch him like a little five year old <laughs> child. Right. It makes no sense. How old is right, Kushner, like, man? Come Kushner's, on, dude. what, 40? Right. Right. Kushner's 35, 40 years old. He got to tell a 73-year-old man how to talk? That don't make no sense, man. <laughs> well, when you're a 73-year-old idiot, then, yeah, you have to. <laughs> That's true. All right, well, we're coming to the end of the show. Listen, I want to thank, thank you, Jellybean. Do you have any last words, man? I want to give you the mic. Any last words for, for the show tonight? I think we had a great show tonight. I always it's a it's a pleasure mine to be the fill in for, for Tom Cat. It's also a pleasure mine anytime I can be a, a host on the show, just add my thoughts and my opinions to what's going on in the world today. Um on tonight's show we we talked about some good things, some good topics. Um once again we all know the Bears gotta get it right. And unfortunately I, I don't think they might get it right until we get new owners and we might be all dead by the time that happens. <laughs> uh, on, on the political side of it, um, hopefully that some of these Republican politicians step up finally. Step up and do what's right. Go ahead and finish yeah, impeaching this man in the Senate and let us go ahead and move on with, with even a better feeling going into the inauguration for soon-to-be President Biden. Let, let's do what's right, people. Let's do what's right, politicians up there. You know, he tried to – he put y'all in danger just as well as putting everybody in danger. And five mm-hmm. people was killed from this. Any 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 black man or any – if Barack Obama would have did this right now, they'd be trying to bring lynching back. So we, we, we need to understand that it, it, it's, it's the divided line and he's trying to make it greater. But what we need to do is to make him disappear. Start taking the power away from him. Start taking the money away from him. And he will disappear, and that's what we got to continue to do. Like the answer to take signs down, not doing, not work according to the citizens. We got to keep doing that, and eventually we can get ourselves beyond. Like he tried to wipe Obama history away. Let's wipe wipe out his, and it ain't much to wipe away. <laughs> Thank you, host. Well, I appreciate you being on, Kenneth, and I just want to echo your sentiment. Um, I think the Bears, whether they realize it or not, I think. The organization is at a crossroads because I think you have a lot of uh, of adults now that have been around since they won in '85 and have, have have had enough because we've seen this pattern before. And the fact that they retain Nagy and the, the fact that they retain Pace uh, suspiciously underneath the uh, the whole notion of saving money that's not gonna that's not gonna present itself well. Uh, you had a team that that beat again only won once against a team with a winning record. This year, next year, they face eight teams that finish with a winning record this year. So it's setting up to be a very bad year next year as well, unless they, they do something dramatic. So I think they find themselves on the cusp. As a country, historically, we are, we are right on the edge here. 
and I think it's very important that we decide which way we want to go. I think AOC said it well when she said that white supremacy, your fantasies only involve only involve violence. They involve a world that does not include multiculturalism. They involve a world that is never going to exist. Your fantasies are never going to come true. We are not going to allow it. It's just never going to happen. And if you ever did happen to win, the only thing that you're going to have is ashes. That's the only thing you're going to have to rule over is ashes. So even you, you don't even want that to, to happen. So I think right. that this country needs to take stock in and of itself. We need to once again understand that just because you're a, prob- you're a Republican doesn't mean you're a racist. Just because you're a Democrat doesn't mean you think every Republican is a racist. And just because we have differences of opinion doesn't mean we can't find common ground on some issues. And we can respect the fact that we don't always agree. There is value in not always agreeing. It's how we learn, we grow, and we make things better. So let's find common ground once again and understand that we are all Americans and that we don't have to fight just because we disagree. We can respect each other's opinion. That's an important place we need, we need to get to. It doesn't always have to be about picking up our arms, but I'll tell you this, these white supremacists and so forth that are out there in this day and age, they were emboldened by four years of Trump. We said it over and over again throughout the years. Nobody listened to the warnings. Uh, they were enabled by some of these folks in Congress to come to fruition, and you saw the culmination of that a week ago. So now we've got to put them back where they belong. And let them understand we are not going to stand for it. And you have no place in this culture, in this America, in this democracy today. And that's, that's what we got to do during these next four years under Biden. Uh, but I want to thank you again, Kenneth Jellybean Jennings, for being a co-host. I want to thank producer Nina Purple Rain. I want to thank owner and founder, Mr. Black Ice. I also want to thank my brother in crime who couldn't make it today because of the passing of his father, Mr. Tomcat. We love you, brother. Uh, For everybody else who tuned in, if you just happen to listen, we appreciate it. All the support. If you listen to it later, thank you so much. You can find us here every Wednesday from 9 to 10 p.m. My name is A.A. Ronjanowski, a.k.a. A. Spark. We'll catch you next week. Tomcat in the big chair next Wednesday. Hopefully we'll see you then. Peace. We out. Good night. God bless. Stay safe. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.